I believe, um, yeah, this decade could be the decade for VR. Um, first, we had the internet, then the smartphones, and now VR could be the way to, the, the, you know, humans communicate. You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Welcome to episode 7 of Art Heroes Podcast. I'm your host Maria JD and today the whole conversation will go about virtual reality guys and it's very exciting. So today's guest is Dan Frankie, who's a freelance VR artist from Germany. Dan works so much with Quill and he's so also passionate about it that I'm almost jealous. Dan will talk a lot about opportunities behind VR, what it takes to become VR artist, and all other things VR related. Let's dive right into it. All right, we are on air, and uh, today we're having Dan Franke. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Dan is the very, very first one on Art Heroes podcast talking about VR. Dan is a freelance VR artist from Stuttgart, Germany. Is that where you are at now, Dan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm in Stuttgart. It's uh, pretty, it's not bad late here. So I'm guessing it's kind of uh, early for you. Or is, is <laughs> well, we're slightly different time zones. Let's yeah, say. yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's also an issue, but, but, but yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, it's all good. So today, the whole conversation will go around virtual reality, around Will as one of the, let's call it, platforms, right? And about Dan. So, uh, but I'm going to start from the most exciting part. Dan, what's your story? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay, yeah, that's exciting. Um, well, starting from the early beginnings, just from the start. I wasn't really an artist right away. I was always interested in, in like technologies and, and actually physics. Uh, when I was eight or nine, I was, I was actually, I wanted to become an astrophysicist. <laughs> and, um, and then as soon as I had physics in, in class and school, it kind of became boring. And so I, I started drawing and, um, you know, I also did some like theater in in school, and uh, I, I once tried to write a book, <laughs> which kind of failed miserably. But uh, all in all, together combined, that basically um, brought me to f my interest in film and animation. And so, um, coming to the end of my high school, uh, I had an assignment where I had to write a a, a big uh, thing about um, like German class, and I, I thought. Actually, my, my grandma had the idea that um, I take a poem and make a movie out of it. Um, because I realized, I you know looked at the internet and I saw, hey, you could basically do a short film, an animated film by yourself, which was pretty naive. Um, <laughs> I had to learn everything. And um, yeah, that's basically how I, how I tried to make my first little short film. And, um, so how old were you? I was uh, 18, uh, just at, at the end of my high school. And then I realized that that's it. I want to I do that. And I started um, studying 
for a year, um, like basic studies and animation and tried everything, stop motion, everything like that. And from there, I, I got to know ZBrush. So I actually became a sculptor. I guess many of your viewers, I, I fell in love with that and um, then started studying here in Stuttgart in Ludwigsburg uh, at the um, Animation Institute, which is a really renowned school. So I was very lucky uh, to get accepted. And I started as a 3D sculptor, but more and more I became interested in storytelling and directing and animating. So uh, that and that kind of grew that interest when I was a, a director at Studio Soy in my gap year. And I um, co-directed um, a couple of episodes for a children's TV series, um, which was awesome. Like the best thing I could have even <laughs> dreamed of uh, while studying. Um, and then coming back, like back to the studies and into my diploma year, I realized what do I really want to do after studying? Um, how do I call myself a director or how can I go out of the you know, university and being a, a director uh, by myself and not having a big team and big budget and everything? And right at that moment, um, Goro Fujida um, came to our school, a uh, well-known art director who had started working with Quill and is the developer, the main developer, um, the god of Quill. And he came to us and I had followed his work for years and I was super excited. Uh, we had a two-day workshop and after the workshop, like a week after the workshop, I made a two and a half minute short film with Quill in two days. And that was, that was the breakthrough for me. Um, I realized that's it. I, I will never ever touch Maya again or ZBrush or anything. <laughs> I can do a film by myself in a couple of days. And yeah, that's been how, the story how I um, discovered Quill. And since like two years now, two and a, one and a half years, I have only used Quill. And yeah, that's kind of the story <laughs> wow that's the level of productivity we're talking two minutes and a half in two days that's over a minute of footage without even, without even knowing what kind of a story i wanted to tell so there, with quill you can just paint a character like paint a character in 3d and then animate him and then like walk around with the camera like on a set and try different things and and later in the edit, basically come up with a story. Um, it, it, it was just a robot um, driving around on Mars. And I then put in a, a voiceover telling a little story that he's just depressed with his work uh, on Mars. And that became a cool little thing. And because the community is very small still, we have, we have like um, a Facebook group called Virtual Animation where we have like 15,000 members, which is... What's it called again? Virtual Animation and Virtual we'll put Painting. put the link then in the show notes. Is yeah, it yeah, public? I can, I can, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, you would have to get accepted, but um, it's, it's pretty cool to just, if you're interested, um, look into that group. There's also Virtual Painting just for static things. And yeah, I, I uploaded it there and... Uh, People liked it, and uh, yeah, because the industry, the the community is very small, so uh, you get visible very easy. Um, I realized that that suddenly, with with more and more like daily illustrations, as they are called, um, you just are visible, and and you can you can be a very active member in the community just in a couple of weeks and months. So, um, and also like sharing the knowledge um, is is just a cool thing to to. To do just after a couple of months, I was a I was a 
quill artist. Um, and yeah, that's why I never looked back. <laughs> wow. I guess that actually answers many of my questions that I had prepared, but it doesn't <laughs> answer one. Mm -hmm. Do you think becoming a quill artist or like becoming a quill artist would be possible for you and is possible for someone who doesn't have the art background because yeah. you were into ZBrush before and you know you're you're I don't want to say like professional artist because I don't know if you actually made money with the actual ZBrush before but in any case you are an artist yeah, bottom yeah. line I think and I know <laughs> that you become that you can learn quill within one day without having any art background um, because I am now actually teaching together with Goro around Europe so whenever there's a workshop coming up in Europe for example in March the IMAC master classes are coming up in Paris and I will be teaching there together with Goro and we will have a one-day workshop uh, for like 15 people, 20 people. Of course, in, in that kind of masterclass, there are people who have the, the background and they know art and um, they kind of know the basics. But I also have taught people that don't know anything about art and haven't uh, animated anything or drawn anything like, um, like properly. And they just get to know Quill and suddenly, because, because it's so intuitive, you suddenly can draw because it's not like with your mouse and the keyboard or like like some um, like Wacom tablets that you have to get used to. Yeah, definitely. Just, there is definitely just, a long learning curve. Yeah, yeah, it's just using your hands, you know. You don't really need that much shortcuts or anything. Um, you just use your hands and you kind of stand in a, in a virtual environment and you paint a character right next to you. Um, so also the, the way you think about your characters and the world you're painting around you just changes completely because you're standing inside of it, you know, not, not, um, just as a screen right in front of you. Interesting. I love that. I love that. I didn't know that it would be possible for someone to learn that that quickly. Although I can, I can truly believe that because I tried. And have, you, have you tried? Have you tried? Yes, so? I have. I have. So what I, what <laughs> I have I a VR set at home and it was uh -huh. actually, the whole purchase was inspired by Quill. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what I can tell you, I think it's the best way, the best way to learn Quill is by having the experience of kind of a workshop somewhere. So having an artist who knows Quill um, with you and looking over your shoulder, um, helping you with some with the basic shortcuts and everything, it really helps. Um, other than sitting at home and, um, and kind of trying to figure it out uh, by yourself. So that could be hard. But also there are a lot of um, or the first um, YouTube like um, channels coming up that feature some really mm -hmm. good tutorials. Goro Fujita's channel has the basic tutorials and also um, a friend of mine started the Anambrush Academy where you really get to know the basics and you can start with Quill. Um, and, and also I am kind of start, starting my own little YouTube channel. Um, uh, I posted a project that I've been working on, a personal project where I recreated a scene from Spider-Verse. Yes, um, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so... I, I actually started working on that um, just between professional work, like on the evenings. And I started in, in October or something. And um, as I was finishing it, I, I thought, hey, why not posting it on, the, on January the 1st um, this year? Um, because I, I truly believe that this year and especially this decade will be um, the breakout time, breakout year for, for Quill and VR in general. So, um, and I kind of want to play my part in making that happen. 
And so I was to start off the year, I posted that um, scene, 40 seconds, 50 seconds of um, that iconic jump, that leap of faith scene from Spider-Verse. And yeah, that uh, was my way of showing the capabilities of Quill, um, what is possible. The scene and is pretty impressive. Again, like the link will be in the show notes for people who are listening to us on audio. And if you're on YouTube, we'll probably mm-hmm. just play it now in the background. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I absolutely love how you played with uh, with the character and the height. And yeah, I can only imagine how it looks like in VR. Yeah, that, it's it's pretty amazing. Just standing right next to Miles Morales, Spider Man himself, like looking down um, the the abyss. Uh, so you know, it's 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 pretty cool and very immersive. And that whole thing took that whole project took two weeks from start to finish. Two and, weeks, seriously. Yeah, yeah, just painting the character in one day, and all the animation shots took less than a day. So um, it's just. It's, it's still mind blowing for me. Uh, while working on it, I'm, I'm thinking, what the what the hell did I just do? Wow! <laughs> um, and that's why I um, sat down and made a making of, explaining the whole process and some of the techniques. Um, nice. So the making of is available on your channel, then. Yes, it's all. Oh, it's, perfect. Yeah, it's also then on my we'll, channel. we'll cross link to that as well. And because because people obviously thought, hey, it's kind of faked and there must be some kind of like png textures just in the in the project but no it was all painted within quill and animated in quill um so yeah i wanted to show that and you know share some of my interesting interesting so um when did you when did you actually finish working on this project that was last year um I, I actually finished um, in the last week of, of uh, December, I, I guess on the, on the 30s, 30s or something. Okay. Uh, I really wanted to finish that and post it on, on the on the first. And yeah, it, it's it's been tough to just work on that uh, between other projects, but still, I think it's it it. I was very um, surprised how many people rec- recognized um, and how, how many people saw that. Yeah, actually, even even the whole Spider Verse team themselves. They they and I got some some uh, emails telling me they they are fascinated by that and the directors saw that. I also got the, I also had the chance a couple of um, months ago to speak to one of the direct directors, um, Peter Ramsey, and I showed it to him. And even the producer saw it and, and shared it. And uh, it's, wow, it's this um, is so fascinating. I think you know, like this is one of the benefits of being an early adopter of a new and emerging technology, which yeah. VR and Quill totally are. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can't get that if you just recreate the same characters in I don't know, like yeah. ZBrush or. But obviously, um, I have to have to uh, thank the the whole Spider Verse team. Just I. I because I kind of copied their work, you know, it's, it's, it's still a little, you know, cheating. Um, I, I animated the same way. I studied their animation and, and their work. So obviously it, took, it would t- take me a lot longer to come up with that um, in the first place. But uh, still, I think even that project, Spider-Verse, as a symbol of change and that uh, revolutionary way that... Um, that film kind of changed the animation industry. And I think that's why I was also choosing that project as uh, a symbol of change for the animation industry that could come with Quill. Right, interesting. I was also fascinated by how many people saw that and and said, 
wow, I never heard of Quill. I, I wasn't aware that that is possible. So that made me really happy mm -hmm. because that that was well, that's a really smooth transition now because I just want to to uh, take you by the hand and take a step back and mm -hmm. accompany those people who have never heard of Quill before uh, to you know maybe explain a little bit about what is what are the overall possibilities of the tool and why is it different and how is it different from any similar ones if there mm -hmm. are any similar yeah. ones mm -hmm. i actually i'm not aware so very to me it will be also very interesting to know you know it's like favorite question mm -hmm. talk to me about your competitors <laughs> <laughs> yes there are a couple of similar ones um talking about VR art creation tools in general. There are, for example, also 3D sculpting tools, um, like VR sculpting tools, like Oculus Medium, um, where you can, again, like very intuitively uh, sculpt a character, uh, creature within minutes and, you know, export that and use it in a usual workflow. Um, and other sculpting tools like, like uh, Masterpiece um, Creator and, and Masterpiece Motion, where you can even rig in VR um and in terms of vr painting tools which is, which would be quill there are others like tiltbrush which is um, developed by google which was the first um, vr painting tool that i actually used a couple of years back um but there i believe uh there is no native way of animating um so there is another tool called nmvr um, which is where you are actually able to animate, which is very similar to Quill, but um, Quill still has a lot of other um, techniques and, and, and um, like ways of, of uh, working um, that are, in, at least in, in my opinion, um, a little bit better. Um, and obviously because I got to know Goro, um, I, I just started using Quill and it stuck with me and uh, yeah. So uh, and, yeah. Uh, basically, you know, in, in one sentence, Quill is a one-stop shop for VR creation in, in the sense of VR painting plus animation mm -hmm. plus texturing? Uh, no, the, the way Quill works is you paint 3D strokes that are just based on NURBS curves. Um, right. And um, with like with that, uh, with a couple of different brush strokes like um, cube brush and, and just a round brush, um, you create characters. You actually paint them um, as you would. It's basically Photoshop in VR. Um, but then you have a character that kind of stands next to you. And what you can then do is puppeteer that character. You have brushes where you can um, uh, select uh, and move, like let's say an arm, and you can just animate it in real time. And I explained some of that in the making of, of Spider-Verse where I kind of motion capture myself in VR by just taking the controller to my headset, making a head movement, and by grabbing the head of the character, I basically motion capture myself uh, in real time, which is pretty awesome wow. to do and just, Again, as a non-animator, um, people just suddenly can animate because it's yeah. just the hand movement, you know. I think it's a really cool explanation, like makes everything uh, perfectly clear. Yeah. So, and then my next question would be, 
um, what are like the opportunities currently for artists that work with Quill? It is a small mm -hmm. community. Does it also mean limited opportunities? It's obviously growing, but what is it now? What is it now like? Is it only hobbies or um, is it already adopted by anyone who's, you know, working in the industry, meaning mm -hmm. companies and the like? I would even say it's uh, there are not limited opportunities, but the contrary. Um, we are so small that um, many people just recognize what what we can do with Quill, and that's why there are so many um, offers and opportunities that we couldn't even you know all work on that. Like um, there's so much stuff going on right now, and um, I can talk for myself. Um, I founded a studio with a couple of other guys called Studio Syro, S-Y-R-O. Um, we were just artists from the virtual animation group and we found each other and just worked on one project called um, uh, Fireway, uh, the music video for Slushy. Um, again, we did a seven minute music video in, in, seven min in, in one and a half months and we realized that's the perfect workflow, it's a pipeline that we can develop. And um, then we started searching for um, projects and um, we have some guys from the music industry who want to work with us. Um, and just there are a lot of uh, um, offers that um, you know we're working for. Um, but also because Quill is uh, funded and um, developed by Facebook, they are pushing to you know create more content with it obviously and um oh how interesting that, that is a really strong point yeah so um which is an app in the oculus quest in the portable um oculus headset where you can visit um quill paintings and quill anim animations um and actually experience vr stories within that that um, app and start doing your little illustrations here and there and start getting active in the community. Um, people will recognize that and um, you could then potentially just ask Goro or tell him, hey, I have a cool idea that we could, um, where we could do a big project together with or just find other guys who are, um, you know, on your um who, who just love using quill or um even just using quill as a little part of a production pipeline and and doing more crazy things with it so i'm always also working with a couple of other guys on tools where we can utilize quill on other you know in other ways of putting it into a pipeline for for example um virtual production like working on a set like on a real life set with motion capturing and stuff like that but having quill assets um just so there's so many ways you could utilize that tool and i know that a lot of big studios are starting to test it out in their workflows um yeah i where... mean i know that with the bigger the studio the longer it takes to mm. do any changes to the pipelines and it's just the norm, the way it works in the world, uh, the more decision makers you have. So I guess it will still take, I don't know how many years, but it will probably take some years until it's used at the level of any current tool. I mean, it's good to know that it's, uh, that it's already very practical for smaller guys. And Facebook is not a smaller guy. 
<laughs> no, yeah, they, um, they they know what they're doing, and um, obviously they they are pushing hard to get VR um, into the mainstream. And I believe, um, yeah, this decade could be the decade for VR. Um, first, we had the internet, then the smartphones, and now VR could be the way to that you know humans communicate. Um, but I would say I actually am pretty much independent from if you know VR gets mainstream, if it has success, because it's just my production tool. You know, mm -hmm. I, I use it for work. Um, so yeah. Right. And so in general, how do you see uh, how do you see the usage of VR in general? Because if you're if we're putting it on the same line as Internet and smartphones and then mm -hmm. VR, then it means that it's more immersive. It's a more immersive technology than just entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, then what else except the current utilization do you see to it? Yeah, I mean, currently um, it's a gaming platform, um, but I, and for me, it's my working platform, but I see the biggest potential, and I think also Facebook um, wants to tap into that potential of social VR. So um, kind of like Facebook in VR or just um, social communities that form um, where you can just meet people in VR or your family in VR. And within a couple of years, it might be possible to have a photorealistic avatar or character like yourself, kind of 3D scanned or something like that. And being able to meet anyone in the world uh, in a virtual environment is just, and, and, and having like nonverbal communication. Uh, with, each other, with, with each other, not not just you know with a on a screen, um, is so more immersive and and in, intimate, um, and that's why I think you know give it a little time, but I think it will grow and grow and um, might be the way we communicate in the future, and also yes. also work in the future. That is very interesting because with the whole trend of remote work and the distributed teams mm. and location independence, I definitely see it happening at some point. Yeah. Like the way video conferences, video conferencing spread literally in no time, mm -hmm. this could also happen to VR. Although it definitely takes some, some time for people to acquire devices. I don't know how many VR devices there are are currently in the world, but and I, I don't know the, the ratio. Probably you know better. I don't know the exact numbers, um, but I know that um, I think last year, like 2019, uh, half of the uh, devices sold, I, I just read it, yeah. I think today, were the Oculus Quest, um, which is the portable Oculus headset, which means you don't need a powerful P um, PC anymore which obviously is sometimes, you know, the, the gap or the, the thing that many people don't have um, that prevents them from, from using VR. But with the, with the Quest, you can now just put it on and start playing games. Um, we, you can't use Quill yet, only with the link cable, where you can then, um, you know, plug it into the PC again. But it, has a, it even has a better resolution than my headset. <laughs> And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to use. And that's why so many people bought it. And also the headset from HTC, 
um, which is double the price, they are all sold out until February or something like that. Like the, the Christmas um, market like jumped on that and uh, now all the headsets are, are sold out. I'm, I'm still waiting for my quest. <laughs> wow. Um, and it's, a, it's a quest to get a quest, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely you realize or you kind of recognize that people start getting interested in VR with more and more games and programs coming out it's it's uh, more and more fun to actually use it you know with more content yeah i love that love that so um do you think in for the art for artists in that are interested potentially in uh, vr there is a certain pathway of like how to get more involved so of course per point a you need to have a vr headset that would be good that could be good (laughs) advantage yeah (laughs) quest to get a quest but you don't need a quest necessarily right so uh yeah. and then uh, um point st- step two like where can you learn quill if you don't want to do it by yourself or is it like just the easiest way to go is just to do it by yourself what would you recommend for those who just want to give it a try yeah so uh, i would say again the best way to learn it would be at a one day workshop somewhere near you um uh to kind of overcome those those first like boundaries that you just if you're not comfortable with vr you know there are some 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 steps you have to take the, for the first hours of learning quill and then like vr in general but if you are interested just by yourself if, even if you have an, a headset already maybe then there are some tutorials online not that many mm-hmm. um but uh on youtube you can can find um, some very good channels and uh, you know some just learn the basics and get used to to kind of just a few shortcuts you have to learn just some muscle memory but it gets better every day yeah again after a week I was making films so um, wow and 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 for uh, the sculptors uh, um, there is as I said um, Oculus Medium for example where you can just um, sculpt, and it's pretty much the same as ZBrush, I would say, just in VR. So um, yeah, I think the it, it's very easy to to jump in that. I, when I was using Medium for the first time, without having any knowledge of any shortcut or how to use anything, just with my kind of Quill um, experience, I had sculpted a character within ten minutes or so. Just you know just jump, wow. jumping into the program without knowing anything well you're <laughs> so inspiring me i'll open it again it's fine <laughs> yeah do please do <laughs> yes okay yeah definitely promise <laughs> promise um all right, all right. so um like the and, and the the next one that i really uh wanted to say to, to ask is about the tips so what goes after you know how the system works as an mm-hmm. artist, because you mentioned several times something like daily, daily co-illustration mm-hmm. and the group um, and obviously being active. So maybe you can summarize all of this in, I don't know, like two or three tips for like new artists that are new to Quill, uh, something to help people gain visibility and keep learning and get involved more in the community. Because obviously it's pretty lonely out there if you're alone. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, what are what would be like to do steps? 
Yeah, the easiest thing is um, just start posting um, your stuff, even if it's just your first time using Quill. Even your first time using Quill always looks pretty cool already, um, because in one day you could, you know, paint a character and animate it, and um, and yeah, post it in the virtual animation group. Uh, you get a lot of um, help there. You know, if you have questions, um, we are very, very friendly. We don't bite, and we are very happy to uh, to share our knowledge and and happy for everybody who joins our our little you know family. So, um, start posting there, and you again, you start getting visibility very, very easy. Um, if you if you do one really cool project, you're up there, and people know you suddenly. You know, in in this totally new industry. And um, what I also think could be um, cool to, to try is try using Quill in different, um, it, just in different ways. Um, maybe painting and animating something in Quill and exporting it in, into Maya, which you can, and then render it, render it in, a, in a pretty cool, maybe abstract style. Things like that are always things where you could do like pioneer work. You know, you can come up with new ideas of, of utilizing that tool and um, making it visible to other people who don't really want to animate maybe or you know just let's say architectural visualization something like that uh, that you want to do um, use quill the way you want to use it and um, that's also something that i'm always um, talking about that yes quill and maybe other art, uh, vr art creation tools are still kind of limited because they are just so new quill is kind of in its beta stage you know yeah um so even though it's limited um this at least for me um makes me think of new ways of using quill and and just coming up with new ways of uh just painting that kind of uh um, um like object and just with a new kind of hand movement, you know, just simple ways of, of creating something. And yeah, it, it makes you think creatively. And I absolutely love that. I, yeah, and I 100% agree that any tool limitations just provides more source for mm. your creativity, because mm. in the world of endless possibilities, we can do anything and everything. But yeah. when you are restricted to your path, like at least in like small things, um, you are forced to use your imagination and just kind of a, you know, mm. go around things. So that's yeah. when it kind of a, it unlocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, truly. It's uh, Quill and VR is is unlocking my my yeah creativity and um, just the thought of of making being able to do pioneer work in this day and age. You know, where everything is already there and you know, um, it's just crazy and also in a in a community and a and an industry that is growing right now at a rapid pace and which might be the way of art creation in a couple of years so yeah that's pretty exciting and yeah i i want to play my part in that, in that so do you yeah. do you see like full full-on movies in quill happening in the future um well, well, we'll see. I, I know that um, VR is already used in in big production. The yeah. Lion King, the Lion King was shot in VR, or at least you know the pre-production. 
So the the director and and cameraman they were just um, in VR shooting their film and then they said okay let's put that stone over there and that over there and it's just possible in real time as you as if you're working on a, on a real set you don't have to go to Africa anymore you just have it on your desk you know in, in the virtual space so um, that's that's pretty exciting and also I think it's always a, a question of money. Um, yeah. I think Hollywood will, will realize that working that way, having one quill artist in a big studio <laughs> would save you so much money, <laughs> um, which is why, you know, starting right now as a quill artist could be a really good potential to be, to be a lead artist in the biggest company um, uh, in, in, in a year or two. So um, that's really exciting. And it, it will come, maybe not full feature films in quill, We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's just a, it's the perfect production tool in many ways. Well, the, the, the way I definitely see it unfolding is it replacing, um, <clears throat> you know, small teams or uh, becoming the tool for uh, shorter videos or anything entertainment related and advertising where you actually will stop needing the whole production behind when you can mm. just like, yeah, use one or two people instead. Yeah. Great, yeah. amazing, amazing, amazing quality. It's definitely perfect for independent um, teams and little studios to um, tell stories and, and try out um, their s sort of content. Um, and even maybe for like web, a web series, you know, for, for small bits and pieces of, of uh, content you want to create. Um, but also, again, as in bigger productions, as a tool, if you have a small group of people that use VR and are just able to do super, um, super fast iterations together with the director who's sitting next to you basically in VR, um, that I think is there's a big potential there to, to save money and time for productions and that is how new tools will come up maybe um, working with VR and that's how the industry grows and that's you know maybe how um, VR becomes mainstream. Wow this is so <laughs> super inspiring cool so Dan I think we're just about to run out of time and I'm going to jump into our traditional uh, questionnaire that we'll okay. do in the end <laughs> So um, I'll remind you the rules. There are 10 questions. You've got one, two words, tops, one sentence Ooh, okay. to answer each question. <laughs> and uh, I'll run you through the 10 questions. And uh, that's just about it. Shall we get started? All right. I'll try to answer them in a couple of <laughs> Let's <words>. go. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. So uh, the first question is, what's your favorite place in the world? Oof. Oh, my God. <laughs> my bed. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's not going to get easier. I warned you. <laughs> it's my bed. <laughs> After work. Okay. Um, it's Amazing. <laughs> okay. While you're working, what are you listening to? I have a couple of playlists on, on Spotify. Just very different stuff. Um, electronic stuff. music. Yeah. Okay. Film cool. music, yeah. <laughs> What's your best way to gain inspiration? Watching films and I mean while working, the music I hear is pretty inspirational and I'm like <laughs> ah. listening in the listening to my music on the train for example. Uh that's a very inspiring place for me to come up with new ideas somehow. 
Love that. What's your big life goal? Okay, <laughs> here we go. Well, again, playing my part in making VR a better place for, for people to, to come together, I guess. <laughs> Very nice way of putting it, though. Huh? Dan, what's your favorite drink? Coke Light. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And water. <laughs> And water. Fine. <laughs> What's the first thing that you do in the morning after you wake up? Going back to sleep. <laughs> um Well, um, having having uh, my cereal and watching a YouTube video and then jumping into work, I guess. <laughs> okay, good one. Uh, and if you didn't become a digital artist, what would you be? I think a teacher. I, I like working with with children i have two little siblings and yeah I, i think being a teacher would be a good thing which i am now kind of you know well workshop. that is sort of backup career so yeah. that's fine yeah. that uh, that answers it perfectly yes yeah <laughs> and what's your recent favorite movie that you could recommend uh last year i really liked um joker which okay. was really interesting and also um uh parasite the korean movie which oh i just watched it recently loved it yeah that's pretty pretty amazing um pretty rad and yeah. in terms of animation i loved that klaus the 2d animation um was so well recognized and and together with i lost my body the other 2d animation film which is super crazy and and Yeah, awesome. Um, that they are recognized by the by the Academy, which is also a cool thing to see. So yeah, those those were my cool. My those are added on my list. Just now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, who are some of your legends? People that you admire in the industry or outside of the industry? One of my all-time heroes uh, is Albert Einstein. <laughs> because okay. I, I, I when I was eight or nine, I I knew stuff about like r the theory of relativity and stuff like that just those those big questions that you know you think about or i was thinking about back then and um i always come back to that i think when now working with new technologies and and those bigger questions that i that i'm that i want to answer kind of and that's also um something that elon musk is uh, very um, passionate about just asking bigger questions or asking the right questions because answering them is sometimes the easier part <laughs> yeah that is true that is true and finally what are some of the things on your bucket list i i don't really have those big things to check off like life goals i guess okay um, but uh this year at least um i want to travel to america i have i haven't been outside of europe once so <laughs> i i i would love to travel more um i really have to and this year is going to be the year where i you know do a little trip to the us um visit uh some guys um from my studio and also you know in silicon valley you know having a little trip there and that's going to be a big discovery Yes. I'm almost jealous yes. <laughs> for you to go in there for the first time. Well, we'll, we'll see what, what will happen. It's, it's pretty interesting, yeah. That's going to be amazing. And then we're done with the questions. So uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Breathe in, breathe out. Totally. Can you imagine having this meeting in VR? Wouldn't that be awesome? 
that would have that in, uh, next that would be year, pretty next rad. Year we'll have that meeting in in, in VR and <laughs> next time, yeah. you know, like uh, yeah. uh, I'm definitely the first one to adopt VR technology for a podcasting one once it's available. There we go. Perfect. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> If you don't do it, I will do it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to ping me when there is the beta version, so that you're not alone doing this, so that yes. we can talk about how is it yeah, <laughs> hosting yeah. I will, virtual. I will invite you to my podcast, and then <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, but, All right. But <laughs> thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks so much for coming and, uh, you know, for your time and all the insights. I really, really love this talk. I think, you know, there was so much into it that I couldn't even uh, envision before. So, like, mm. totally blew my mind. Like, boom. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. All right. Cheers. Thank you guys for being here with us. And if you enjoyed the episode, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel to get new updates. Also, give us a shout out on Apple Podcasts. We really value your reviews. Thank you again and see you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Art Heroes Podcast. Check out www.artheroes.co for show notes, more interviews and free tools made for you by our team of mentors. Tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work, hero. Mm.